You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. My family and I stumbled upon a, uh, uh, a series, and I think I talked about it before, called Chosen. Yeah, um, yeah we watched it, the whole thing. It, it, what'd you think? It's amazing. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah, we actually donated to somebody. If you get a chance, check out The, uh, the Chosen. It, 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 yeah, you can't find it on a streaming service. You no. got to download the app to either Android or your phone or even Roku, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can watch it online. But it is, it is a breath of fresh air to see how they have brought Jesus, who, yeah. by the way, the character they have or the actor they have playing Jesus is so spot on perfect like, yeah he really is good he is a strong kind of masculine character John but he's somebody. so gentle and humorous and so needless to say so as we're all quarantined by the way this is corona uh episode one coronavirus episode one <laughs> from the bunker stardate <laughs> as the world breaks crazy two men hunker down to talk about Jesus. Dun, dun, dun. Anyways, um, it is a fantastic um, series. It's eight, eight episodes. And I'll be honest with you, the first two episodes are, are setting a lot of the groundwork on slow. personalities. Yeah. It's hard. Um, you might have to pause it throughout and explain some of the characters. Yeah. Um, but even if you don't know the characters from the scripture, like Nicodemus and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary and, and people like that, um, as it unfolds, particularly episode three, I think is when yeah, it, really it really turns. kicked in yeah. because you see Jesus interacting with the kids. And it is so yeah. like endearing and like literally my heart came alive. I'm like, this is the guy. This is the guy that I followed. This is the guy that like, yeah. I sold my life out to. This is the guy that like like in junior high captured me. And I'm like, this is worth living. You know, yeah, that's you know, I felt the same thing every time that he would heal somebody or come up. You're like you're like almost weeping. Because you're yes. like, that's the love of Christ that it was. Man, when, 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 so there's a, a pivotal scene where he heals a, a leper who catches him on the road, right? I know we're throwing you off, guys, because, you know, you've probably never heard this story before. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like talking about the Titanic right now. But the way you see it and yeah. the fear that the disciples have, and that's the thing, like yeah. this honest fear of the disciples, like, no, 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 don't touch him, don't touch him. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, 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 I got yeah. this. Yeah. And then that moment when the, the leper fe- realizes he's healed and the honest, to God emotion that he conveys and this embrace that him and Jesus have this bro hug yeah. like like it is just overwhelming and I'm we, sitting there crying yeah. my kids are looking at me and like yeah. why are you crying dad I'm like because this, this is why this we is got what into what is. we do right right this is the, yes this is it so yeah cannot kind of yeah. recommend men this this series enough the cool thing is i started filming episode or season two i believe yep. or they're working on it yeah there's they're filming them right and so it, it, it yeah you can still donate and it was a self-funded so what it was was like people donated to fund it and i think they had to ra- they raised 10 million dollars for it and the quality the video quality the acting quality is in there so it's not like Without without giving demise to some of the older movies that that that, that, that portray They're Jesus, crap. Okay, they are, and so, but these these have had this. Uh, they have an impact and a the storyline that you you want to see when you're reading the word is exactly there. Like like the way that these that these disciples were and the way that when Jesus called them out, and you're like, yeah, I could see how they were like that. And yes, you just see the reality of people like Matthew the tax collector. Yeah, so, exactly. So a, a warning. If you are looking for a word-for-word, brought-to-life translation of Scripture, go watch the Jesus movie. It is word-for-word, and and it is 100% accurate. What what the chosen people decided to do is, is kind of say... 
there are stories that we're encountering that are, are clearly written out in scripture and we will present those. But yeah. the time in between we're going to use to develop characters and develop yeah. the plausibility of like, there's a really good chance that this is what was going on. Mm-hmm. The challenge is yeah. if you just base your faith on that, there's going to be some elements of it that you'd exactly. be like, wait, that didn't happen. So, so obviously watch exactly. it and then go back and find the stories in scripture and see what's actually in scripture to know what the truth is and what was based on the best knowledge we have of the culture and the settings of that time. Is yeah, that fair yeah, to yeah, say? No, yeah, yeah, And, you know, I know we didn't, we didn't plan, plan to talk about this, but yeah, like what, what I felt like it was, we read the word, we hear the word, we spend time with each other, and that puts bone and muscle on our faith. And this kind of fleshed out some of it in the idea of, of if it put more of a real side on it to where, yeah, these, these stories, you know, it may not connect exactly, but nothing... Nothing went went against scripture. Nothing went against the gospel and the hope that Jesus is the only hope in the world. There was nothing in there right. that 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 changed that. This was a creative creative license to say, hey, this this could have been how this worked out. But at the same point, Jesus turns water into wine, and Jesus heals a leper, and Such Jesus a great scene. So there's so many good things, and you're like, oh yeah, it, and it really doesn't matter. It just added life to it. It added real life to where. When we look at it, it's it's still like it's in flannel graph, and you're like Jesus walked on water, and here he is. Right. Like, but it's like, or you no, know, Jesus, you know, you know uh, told him to cast his nets on either side, and you're like, that is exactly how it happened. And and the way that he looks at him is like, really, <laughs> and not just, but you know, and we've heard that, but this this puts a face to the story. So the way that my 17 year old daughter, after watching it, the way she put it is like this this takes a two dimensional story that I've read in scripture over and over again and puts it in 3D. Yeah. It, it braids life into it. And in a lot of ways, it's what Max Licato and his books did for me when I was a freshman, sophomore in high school where I read six hours one Friday. I read, um, you know, uh, um, uh, any number of the... It, other ones that I can't even think of the name of right now. And um, it, it just all of a sudden brings this life into these two dimensional um, stories. And, and so I found it very, very encouraging. And as we are all now homeschoolers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the craziness. Yeah. And we're all looking for ways to not just grow our kids with reading, writing and arithmetic, but also encourage them to, to grow them spiritually. I think this is a great tool that there's a good chance. Yeah. You and your family will end up binge watching. Yeah. And when you're through episode eight, you'll be like, are you kidding me? We got to yeah, wait how for season two. Yeah, it was so good. Like that's yeah, how just we felt. Triumph after triumph. Oh, it was fantastic. I but cannot I, but, recommend it enough. But I think as we're talking about this, you know, as we as we're as we're thinking about, you know, even take I'm gonna take a, take this in a different direction. Than what Absolutely. we started with this, but the idea of of being proactive right now, parents, as we're sitting here, you know, you're probably in day eight of this quarantine, unless things drastically changed over the time that we've recorded this or not, day eight, eight or eight or nine. And you're going, what do I do? Right. You know, and uh, Travis, you had some really, really good things that you have been posting. And we're going to have Travis repost some of those on the on the Known Legacy site. Done. Um, because he gave kind of a, a little uh, checklist or schedule because, you know, it is tough. You know, and you're running. And, and parents, we're all in this kind of crisis mode of like, what do we do now? Like three weeks ago, we weren't preparing to be homeschool parents. Right. You know, we, we weren't preparing to help our kids online, you know, learn and then have to go, okay, uh, first thing, Common Core is out the window. So we're just going to go from there. <laughs> but yeah. all the kids are going to learn how to carry that one now. Exactly. They haven't learned exactly. that, but God, I think I saw that. So they that are mean. going to learn how to carry that exactly. one. <laughs> Back to good old 1985 <laughs> math. And so we're playing thumbs up seven. Exactly. Up. <laughs> exactly. Which was a great game. I used to, I remember when I was playing thumbs up, just a side note, I'm confessing my sin. I would always 
always have one eye open oh. so I could see the sneakers yeah. of the people who hit me, and then I could try to be like, okay, it was you. And yeah. Like, oh, it's a, but um, <laughs> but but I do remember, you know, you know, as, as we're going through this, and I think about this, and and the chaos of this, we just want to know. Listen, uh, you're you're first thing, you're not screwing up as bad as you think you are. You know, a lot, of, a lot of parents are posting things about, man, I think I'm just failing my kids, and I'm like, no, you're not, because no one is prepared for this. Right. I mean, I guess we could say there are preppers that are prepared. You know for food, for things, but, but for this to have come on so quick. So, you know, can you explain a little bit what you guys decided to do this last week? I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So um, I reached out to some of the families in our community that homeschool because I'm like, you guys are the experts in this. I am not. And so what are some advice you would give? And they had some wonderful advice. And some of the things that they talked about was simply, number one is this, develop a routine. Develop a routine and then stick to that routine as much as possible. Obviously, you can have freedom. You're not going to have bells in your house that tell you when to move on. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. develop a routine because we thrive as humans in routine. Whether we like to admit it or not, we thrive knowing what to expect and how to execute on that. And so w- one of the things that we did is like, okay, um, we hate waking up early. So our start day is going to start at 9 a.m., Right. Um, and so kids can stay up a little bit later um, and they can sleep in a little bit. They're going to be in charge of their, res- but, but we developed a routine that yeah, has yeah, like yeah. from nine till 10 o'clock is PE is what we called it. And so what we've started to do is put the word out in our neighborhood that we play knockout from nine thirty till 10 in the morning in our driveway. And nice. any kid that wants to get out and play knockout, yeah. you're in. Okay. And so, you know, we have like 10, 15 people rolling into our neighborhood and rolling into our street to play knockout. And That's it's been a cool. blast, you know, yeah. and kids are building relationships. And then after that, we do academic time for around an hour um, from 10 to 1130, I think, hour and a half. And then we do lunch prep lunch and then we do a solo time which is their time to uh do some bible study and again as a homeschooling family now unexpectedly we have a chance to organize our our kids lives around scripture and around spiritual development and bring that into the normal routine so we don't have to add it on in the morning we don't have to add it on at night we can just weave it into that so we give them a half hour i kind of put up a bible verse that i want them to read through and a few questions that i want them to wrestle with Uh, you know what does it teach me about me what does it teach me about god what is what is a call to action in this if there is one um and, and what are my steps to start to live this out more in my life. Um, and then, you know, we go to quiet time and that's like creativity, napping, um, play with Legos, draw art, whatever it is, just to give them a chance to, to experience. Then we go back into academics and then we end the day with, um, uh, fresh air time and that's unstructured like get outside and do something I don't care what mm. just do something yeah and uh, that's been really fun yesterday they decided my son um, worked all day on his creative time he worked all day on how to get the entire family engaged in a nerf gun war yeah and I saw that picture that yeah. was kind of cool and so what he what he did which I thought was awesome is uh, he had my wife who wanted nothing to do with the nerf gun war hide all the guns in the house so it was like Fortnite. so then as soon as we she said go we had to leave the central central area go find the gun oh, and then awesome. we had to you know we had three shots you know if you get hit three times you're out kind of thing and okay. they played that for an hour and a half and then neighborhood kids came on board and now That's we awesome. have like eight kids in our backyard playing this nerf gun game and it was an absolute it was joy in the midst of what could be a very difficult situation. 
Yeah. Um, and so, and, and then, you know, so uh, the, the first thing is routine is essential. Yeah. Have routine. The second thing that um, the homeschoolers uh, encouraged me was like, wake up and dress for the day. Mm. Like there is a desire to just hang out in your PJs. Um, don't worry about your hair. Don't worry about your uh, personal <laughs> hygiene, showering and stuff like that. But you have to treat this like work. And there's something mental that happens when you actually dress for the day that gets you ready for the work ahead. And so spend some time every day dressing for the day. So when school time starts, your yeah. kids are dressed for school. They're mm-hmm. not still in their PJs. And yeah. that's hard. It takes discipline. But you got you got this. Like dads, you got this. Moms, you got this. You can make yeah. this yeah. happen. Um, no, I love it. I, th- I think having a plan, and I think that's the biggest thing is, is we kind of are, you know, even even in my house, I'm like, okay, you guys can have a couple more days of hanging out and video games, but I'm at the point already that I'm sick of watching my kids on their headphones all day. Right. And but I'm running back to work trying to figure things out, and so I think now we're at a point that going, this this may be more of a reality for a longer period of time. We don't know. So, um, but but I think to be proactive and say. Um, time is still valuable. Mm-hmm. The reality that time is still valuable, that we need to find some way to organize our time. If you need to block it out and say, hey, in the morning there's there's no electronics, or in the morning there is electronics, and then the afternoon there's no electronics. Just finding some kind of plan, some kind of order. But also, you know, we, we, we posted uh, a podcast a while ago about the value of work. Yes, yes, and I, and yes. There's, there's something valuable about, you know, uh, even the big picture. Okay, kids. We're, we, we come home all day. You know, we, we come home, we're exhausted. You guys are home all day making a mess. Okay, so you're going to help me make this happen. You're going you're gonna to clean up these messes. You're going to do this. And so finding some kind of boundaries. like So, so giving yourself a, a plan to go, okay, if, if, man, from 9 to noon is this, and from noon to 1 is this, and then 1 to 3 or 4 is this. Right. Find some way to, to add some kind of structure in the midst of a very unstructured time right now. Right. Um, but give yourself some grace because your, your kids are going to your kids are going to whine. You're going to have late nights, you're gonna have early mornings. I mean, like it's been crazy the amount of rain we've had and things. like. So it is literally cabin fever here in Dallas. Right. Because we're like, we can't go outside. We can't go to a movie. We can't go like we're like, ah. and then <laughs> the next thing you know, you're staring, you know, you're staring off into the TV on the fourth hour. Because you're like, oh, wait, oh, oh, it's 11 o'clock and I need, I need to go to bed now. Right. And because I didn't have a plan. This is me. I didn't have a plan. I failed. I failed the plan. And so and so it's it's now saying these are some great tools for us to do. So uh, dress for the day. Have a plan. Anything else that jumps up? Well, I, I think um, th- I think it's it's the reality of, you know, we know throughout Scripture that God uses all things for his good. And the, my wife and I went for a walk the other day. And the, the thought that came to mind is like, I, and I'm not saying that God gave us coronavirus. I'm, I'm, I think that's foolish. I think we live in a fallen world, yeah. and these things are a part of that fallen world, 100%. But yeah. I think God can use it for good, and what Absolutely. God is, is using for good Romans is 8. he is pushing family back into the fabric of America and the yeah. world. And um, there are no camps you can escape or have your kids escape to. There are no um, after-school activities. There's nothing. You are family now. And for those families that came into this uh, strong, they're going to roll with it. Those families that had used those other things as a distraction from dealing with some of the stuff that maybe they've been hiding from, you're going to have to face some of that. And so grace is essential. Forgiveness is essential. Um, patience is essential in this. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to be honest with like, like, so I've moved my office outside. 
because I need alone time. Like yeah. I just know me. I need yeah. alone time. And so while my family's all together, I need to have times throughout the day that no one is around and I can just be with my thoughts. Yeah. And so being honest with that and organizing your space in that way too. Mm. But I think, you know, a lot of us are going to look back and we're going <laughs> to, we will have in 20 or 30 years, we'll be around our Thanksgiving day tables and we will look back at this time and remember these good things that we had. And we'll remember these unexpected moments that we had. And, and we'll have the conversation like, yeah, where were you when uh, the world stopped? Like literally yeah, yeah, yeah. the world stopped. Oh yeah. yeah, we were in Argyle. And and uh, remember when we did that? Yeah, remember when we, I, I love what you and Sarah posted recently about um, Chalk the Walk. Yeah, uh, yeah Can yeah, you yeah, share yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, so 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 we're trying to find ways to be to be creative. And you, you, you have it in yourself as well to do this. Uh, but but uh, we were just taking a walk, and we're like, how cool would it be as if we as as if we were driving by or walking by these houses, even though it looks dark? Because you know it's funny. I always picture when me and my wife go for the for this walk, we look like the Walking Dead right now because there's nobody else on the street, and everyone's like peering out the window, like what are they doing outside? You know. But this is an opportunity to to spread positivity and joy and hope. The only hope in the world because of Jesus. So we have we have um, packaged up some 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 chalk. And we've actually put it outside in our in our yard. And once this rain stops, uh, giving people the opportunity to come by, pick up some of some of those chalk, and then chalk their little sidewalk. Right. So that when people drive by, it is man, you've got this. Imagine, imagine people. If we had a world that as people were driving by, and there were verses that says, "I've come to give you peace." Uh, the verses that says, "You know, I've overcome the world." Verses that that talk about the hope I'll of Jesus. Never but also, you, never forsake exactly. You. And verses that you know are, are things like, "Hey, you know, smile," or silly things, or just just pictures that add value to our society at a moment of complete crisis because if as a Christ follower this is not a time to hunker down this is a time to pierce fear the fear gives us an opportunity to be courageous because of Jesus correct so we need to be courageous in time to go what can we do you know schools are passing out lunches Um, you know churches are there's a church here giving out chick-fil-a sandwiches so what can we do well we have exhausted worn-out kids right now I mean, let's find it a way to allow them to be active and spread positivity in, in the name of Jesus to this hopeless world. Right. So that's what we're doing. So those are just some ideas. But I know that there's people out there who have ideas jumping on your neighborhood app and saying, hey, I'm willing to do this. And I know people are some people are going to be afraid. They won't they won't pick it up because they think there's going to be Corona all over the bags. Right. Listen, we washed our hands. We these are sanitized elements. You know, they're, they're sprayed down, all that kind of stuff. Um, but but giving an opportunity for people to, to think outside the box and say, man, we, we haven't had community events in a long time like this. You know what I'm saying? Like right. where people just get together. So find a way, even now, you know, those of you listening to go, man, God, what, what can I do in my society, in my neighborhood to pierce the hopelessness with the hope of Jesus? Right. And I think this is a phenomenal opportunity for us, the church, to be the bride of Christ and to bring... Um, rescue and to bring hope into these families and yeah, it definitely yeah. it, it is caring like if you have someone who's homebound and can't leave because they are sick yeah by all means care for them but yes you know i heard the story recently of a, a dad who uh, loves frisbee golf and so he turned his neighborhood into a frisbee golf course nice. and he posted the map online and so he turned all the light poles into like this is hole one and this is where you shoot from it and it's it's bringing life to this community so now you have families out there who are distancing from other families but they're playing games together in the neighborhood i'm like man that should be that should have always been there but now we have a chance to do it yeah um was reading a book a long time ago and it, it the the question that the author wrestled with is why did this early 
insignificant movement of a handful of people um, called the way originally, not Christians initially. Um, what allowed them to survive when the other religions of the time, the, the Roman and their God system, the, the Greek, Greek and their God system, the, the Egyptians and their God system, what allowed this church Christian movement with a few followers become something that it is today? Like, how did it survive when all of those other religions died? And one of the things that he found over and over again is that when plagues or illnesses would descend into towns, normally the, the rich people would go to a leave. Yeah. They would leave the town because they were in fear and they didn't want to catch it. But what would happen is the church, because we know our hope is in Christ. And even if we die, that is our gain. That's what Paul's talking about. Yep. And that he they would go into these towns and care for these people and minister to these people as they're sick and as some of them are dying. And they would be Jesus with flesh on to them. And that allowed these amazing opportunities for people to see the, the reality of what it is to follow Christ. Not just the theory of forgiveness of sins and the idea of eternity with him, but to see it in practicality. I think that's what the God is giving us right now in our culture is say, hey, church, be the church. Figure out creative ways to run into people's lives and give them hope where a lot of people are are fleeing from that and 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 running away from it. And so um, I'm excited to see what what's going to happen in the next two or three weeks and and see how the church rises up and does what the church is supposed to do and what the church has been known to do for 2000 plus years now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's this is it. It's not it's not a time to be a, to to live in our fear, but to remember that that's not even part of our identity anymore that as a child of God we don't have that the identity of living in fear. God said I'd give you not a spirit of fear but of power, love and a sound mind. Um, you know, First John four, twelve. I'm trying to find it here really quick as, we're, as you're talking, but it says, uh, you know, even, even in verse eleven, First John four eleven, it says, "Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another." No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. This is an opportunity to truly show the love of God to a world who truly needs him. As you've seen online, as you've seen people putting their hope in different things. Now, I'm not saying we're being unwise and going, we're just going to go to every place and, and rub, rub shoulders to everybody who has, <laughs> who has COVID. No. But no, it's an idea of sharing the love of Christ in a tangible way to a world who needs it so that they come by you and go, what is so different about you? Right. And you say, it's Jesus. Right. He changed me. Well, and organizationally, we know that organizations that have a very large, compelling horizon type vision to doing something um, bigger than themselves, often those organizations are able to oversee some of the flaws and some of the um, the, the nuances in relationships because they're working towards something bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing for our families. And if, if you're finding yourself as a family um, bickering with each other and tearing each other p- apart, it may be because you as a family don't have anything greater to see or look yeah. at or work towards than just survival. And I yeah. guess what we're saying is God has given us an opportunity to live for and look for something bigger. So maybe the first thing you need to do as a family is gather together and say, okay, in this time of crisis and chaos, what does it look like for us to live, love our neighbors? Let's come up with some creative ideas and let's start to work towards that. Mm. And all of a sudden, those other things that start to divide us and, and devour us yes. become so insignificant to that greater cause. Um, and then you start to see the life be breathed into yeah. that family. You start to see the life be breathed into that community. And you start to see the spirit move in some tangible ways. And lives are transformed. Faith is transformed. Families are transformed and truly come alive at those moments. This is our time, people. Let's do this. Let's make this happen. So love it, man. We love it. Uh, check us out on uh, Instagram, social media, Known Legacy Ministries, Known Legacy on Instagram. 
for questions, comments, concerns. And if you have great ideas, please share them on those sites. Or um, info at knownlegacy.org. Please, please, because uh, we'd love to be that space where you can tag into, see some great ideas, and then implement them in your own yeah, life. Yeah, we want to share those with others. So help us to be a platform to help share with others. You, you've you got great great insight, so share, share it with us. Travis, awesome stuff, man. Thank you so much. I love having you back, man. I've missed you. I've missed you too, man. I've missed you too. So, But we will we'll see you guys soon. Check us out there and uh, look forward to uh, you guys. Have a great day. God bless. Man. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.